0: The Law's Purpose, this is the title of our message. Today's message comes from Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 7, and we'll begin reading at verse 7, and we'll read through 13. Please rise for the reading of the Word of God. Romans chapter 7. Ask that you would turn there and that you would read along with me as I read out loud. Romans chapter 7, beginning at verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. Indeed, I would not have known what sin was except through the law. For I would not have known what Coveting really was If the law had not said Do not covet But sin Seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment Produced in me Every kind of covetous desire For apart from the law Sin is dead Once I was alive apart from law But when the commandment came Sin sprang to life And I died I found that the very commandment That was intended to bring life Actually brought death For sin seizing the opportunity Afforded by the commandment Deceived me And through the commandment put me to death So then the law is holy And the commandment is holy Righteous and good Did that which is good Then become death to me By no means But in order that sin might be recognized as sin And it produced death In me through what was good so that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. This is the word of our God. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Amen. Please be seated. Let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, We ask for an increase in our knowledge and the love for you. Lord God, illuminate our mind, heart, and entire being so that we may receive the message of your written word. We ask and we pray in the name of the Lord our Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All right, let me begin by introducing our message. Last week, as I hope you remember, I preach from Romans chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. The title of that message was released from the law. I tried to show that Paul, an apostle, of Jesus Christ, describes the relationship of Christians as a marriage. Because outside of the grace of God, we were once joined to the law of God. We saw that because we were once joined to the law of God in a particular type of marriage, outside of the grace of God, we have been placed under the authority of the law of God. However, in the grace of God, we have been separated from the union of the law of God and joined with Christ. As a result, we are changed creatures in Christ Jesus and are in a true state Blessedness. We desire to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with our entire mind, and with all our strength. Today, the title of our message is The Law's Purpose. The Law's Purpose. Today, I want to set out before you that in Romans chapter 7, verses 7 through 13. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, describes Christians as in need of the law of God, because outside of the grace of God, the law of God acts as a taskmaster over us. Now, I'd like to also give a little bit of background information, information that you probably remember and are very familiar with, but I must give it just the same. Remember that this letter that we have before us, this message that is based upon this letter, based upon the writings, based upon the Holy Scripture, is written, was written by Paul. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Being that he was an apostle of Jesus Christ, he has full authority to preach to us, to write to us the message of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not just any message, but the good message. Amen? So, also we need to understand that Paul writes, or wrote this, it is believed, in the year 58 AD. So that's first century AD. Long time ago, right? However, he also wrote. It is believed from Corinth. Corinth was a very uh, rich place, a thriving place, pr- place as far as economically. And so he wrote from there. But he was writing to the Christians in Rome. Now, unlike most of Paul's letters, he normally writes to those to those individuals, those churches that he had once visited or founded. What I mean by founded, that is that he has started up, that he has started up and he had raised up, as it were, men and women and to the faith and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we're thankful for Paul. We're thankful, I hope you are as well, for this message and for especially what he has written to us. It is a message of hope, as Paul always tries to do. He tries to write To those individuals like ourselves. Those who believe in Christ Jesus. To encourage us. To bring us up and to raise us up in the knowledge and wisdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, um, also, I'd like to map out, as it were, a little bit about how we can fully understand all of this. How can we fully understand that this message, which was written by Paul describes Christians as in need of the law of God. Because of outside of the grace of God, the law of God acts as a taskmaster over us. Well, i like to try to do this by the following three points. Three points, keep in mind. Point number one. Because in the covenant of the works of the law of God, the covenant of the works of the law of God acts as a taskmaster over us it demands perfect obedience from us did you all hear that I hope you did because that is something that is very important to understand point number two because the law of God functions as a taskmaster over us we need our Lord's covenant of grace which releases us from all its demands point number three because the law of God acts as a task master over us in the covenant of grace we are thankful for the obedience of our Lord Jesus amen, amen. now to point number one point number one I hope you're listening I need to see eyeballs. Click. I love it. (laughs) Click. (laughs) Click. Alright. See eyeballs. Beautiful eyeballs. I love to see beautiful eyeballs. Because then I know you're paying attention. I know you're watchful. Amen?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alright.
0: Let's begin with point number one. Point number one. Because the law of God acts as a what?
1: Savior
0: task master say task master
1: task master,
0: task master over us it demands what? perfect obedience from who? God from us, no, from us it's very important that the law of God was given to be obeyed listen now The law of God was given to be obeyed. That's just one of the reasons why God gave his law. (laughs) Now, do you obey God's law perfectly? It demands perfect obedience from us. That's right. So now, let me start by first of all defining our term, taskmaster. Just to give you a glimpse What I'm talking about here, the task master, let us go over to Romans chapter, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Let's turn there, please. Over in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. The Lord said, I have... Everyone there with me? Yes. Verse 7.
1: Yes. Wait, no.
0: Okay, I see some of you. I'll, I'll wait. I can wait. Someone please tap the young lady right there in front of us so she can turn their too. <laughs> Exodus chapter 3,
1: verse
0: 7. <laughs> We're waiting for the young lady up front.
1: <laughs> She's there.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Exodus
0: chapter 3, verse 7. I love it. The enemy is always on the rise. That's sure. All right, let's go, guys. Verse 7, 3 seven. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out. Why? Because of their slave drivers. And I am concerned about their suffering. Now, notice they use what? In place of task, master. Slave drivers. They call them slave drivers. Notice that. They notice them as slave drivers. And notice the Lord's response. Notice the Lord's response. He said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people. Notice, my people. Did you know that Christians are the people of God?
1: Yes, sir.
0: We are. The people of God, and listen, God knows our every suffering. Now he knows it so well that He too, like us, suffered. Yes, that's right. He suffered and every bit a way that we too suffer, He endured many sufferings, many pains that we too endure here on this earth, as we know it. But notice. What did he say? I have indeed seen. He sees our misery. Just like he saw the misery of the people in Egypt, he sees our misery as well. And guess what? I have heard their crying, he said. He hears our crying. You know, so many times I cry. And, you know, I don't cry, of course, in front of you guys. But I do cry. I cry because my heart aches. I get tired. I get weary. I get, uh, especially when I hear bad news of people who are sick and ill and who are close to death. And and I can't help them. And there's nothing I can do for them. But there is a God that can. There's a God who is able to do all that he has planned and purposed for his people, especially in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? So listen, these slave drivers... You need to understand something about them. They were the ones who set out to organize and to supervise, to assign various tasks to the people of Israel at that time. And guess what? The things that he was doing to them was too much for them to bear. But I'm here to tell you that we serve a God who is not going to allow you to go through more than what you're able to handle. Amen? Amen? That is the good news. But I'm just bringing this out for you to understand that the law, in, the, in, in, in many ways, serves the same purpose. Its purpose is to drive us. Its purpose is to bring us to our knees, even at times, where we cry out to the Lord our God, Lord God, please help me. Lord God, please bring me up and out of this Maury clay that I'm in right now. No matter what your circumstances may be, no matter what the Lord no matter what you're going through, the Lord your God, He is there. And He's here He hears you. He hears your prayers. He's with you. He has suffered too. And He knows what you're going through. Amen?
1: Amen. Yeah.
0: All right. So listen, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about taskmaster. The law of God acting as a taskmaster is 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 very demanding. It demands a lot from us. Oftentimes, more than what we are able to handle and even to bear. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as He walked on this earth as we know it, He suffered in many ways. You need to remember that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He was required to do all the commandments. He was required to fulfill all of God's laws, to perfectly obey them, to walk in faith and admonition of the Lord our God by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was required to to endure things that no man would ever possibly uh, be called to endure. For example, he was required to obey even to a point of death.
1: Yes.
0: On the cross as he was laid on that cross as they as he had to endure the nails being driven into his hands, the mocking, the spitting upon, the pulling upon his beard, the doing all sorts of things that that not, not only a, one man or a person should ever have to be subjected to. But just think about this too. That he is God. He is God. He had to endure all these things. And he did it. He did it. For you. For me. Out of obedience to God the Father. Amen. Amen. Oh what a... What an l- awesome God we serve. What a wonderful God we serve. So, that is, again, the taskmaster's purpose is to drive us, is to bring us to a point of calling out on the Lord our God, just as you see here over in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. Now, Law of God. What what am I talking about when I say the law of God? Well, just keep in mind, the law of God, first of all, is a commandment from God. It is his will for us. It is the things that he wants from us and that we must do. And if we fail to do, there's consequences. Children, we know about that, right? When we don't do what mom or dad tells us to do, there are consequences. Well it's the same for those of the creation of God. remember God is the Creator, and we are the what created amen and He has given us his word, He has given us his law He has given us the law for us to obey and remember the law of God is summed up in what
1: the Bible.
0: Summed up in Matthew 22. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is the first and what? Greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it. And that is what? You shall love your neighbor. Uh, As yes. you love yourself. Do you love the Lord your God with all your heart? Yes. With yes. all your mind? Yes. With all your soul? Yes. And with all your strength? Yes. Yes. Well outside of the grace of God, guess what? You don't. Oh. Outside of the grace of God, we have failed to do that. Why do we know this? Well if you just look around us, what do we do every day? We sin. Why do we sin? Because we have failed in the first place to do what God has called us to do. And part of the consequences is what? Death. Death. That's why I am here to tell you that no, you don't love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. I'm here to tell you as the messenger of God, as a man of God, we don't. Love God according to His will. We don't love God according to His will. Guess what? The law came after the fall of man. Did you know that? The full law, the full revelation of God's law came after they fell. It came first, right? And they fell, right? <laughs> we know that. They fell. And because they fell, Guess what? We fail, too. They are our federal heads, or so to say. They are our representatives. You know how we got the, the, the federal government? They are our representatives, right? The president of the United States, did you know that they represent us? Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes it might not seem that way, right? We, you know, but we have to remind them every now and then, right? And how do we remind them that they represent us? By voting, Right. That's why we vote. That's why it's so important to vote. So we need to vote in order to be represented. I'm sorry, honey, could you please... They're they're, they're struggling back there. Could you help me? And so we need... We need to vote in order to remind those who represent us that every now and then we have to remind them that we are, they're representing us. We are the what? The people. And they are the what? Our representatives. And that's how we remind them, by voting. And so, I share that with you because we too are the people of God. And because we are the people of God, we are required to obey His commandments, to obey His laws. And so, when we fail to obey His commandments, and when we fail to obey His laws, He must uphold His commandments by judging us, as, and He by reminding us that you know what we have failed, and that's what the Bible tells us: we have failed to do what He has called us to do. We have failed to do. What he has established in his law. Amen. Amen. So. um, As I was trying to share with you. And I kind of got off track. I was trying to share with you that. The law came much later. And it was even written as it were. By the hand of God himself. And it was given to who? Moses. And Moses gave it to who? The people of Israel. And we read it every Sunday, beginning with the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. And so forth and so forth. And if you really start to read read those laws and you begin to ask yourself and you begin to gaze into those laws, you'll soon find out that we don't fully obey or perfectly obey all of God's commandments. And so we're in trouble. We're in some grave trouble. As a matter of fact, if you read Paul's letter further on, he talks about what a wretch we are. We are wretched people, meaning that we are miserable. We're in a position that we can't fully obey God's laws. And it hurts us. For those who are in the grace of God. Now I'm talking about for those who are in the grace of God. Each day, out of thankfulness, we live unto God. But we... We we soon find out that we carry this old nature around and becomes troublesome to us. It becomes as if it were we were carrying a dirty, rotten, stinking corpse around every day. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine carrying a dirty, rotten, stinking corpse of someone around every day? Imagine that. Imagine living in a house where there's a dirty, rotten, stinking corpse In your home, and you can't get rid of it. How would you feel? You'll feel really sick, and you'll feel very, what? Miserable, right? Well, that's how we should feel each day. Each day we should be reminding ourselves, as it were, you know, Lord God, what a wretch I am. You remember Peter? Lord God, I'm too sinful. Away from me. I can't, I can't bear it. I'm too simple. You shouldn't be amongst us even. Peter, he experienced that. And he knew that. He knew the depth of his sin and depravity. To a point of, again, he cried out to the Lord our God. And, Lord God, please, just go away. We, uh, you, sh- you shouldn't have to endure this. Because that's how it was for him because remember the Lord Jesus was without sin so because he was without sin guess what he had to live amongst us and experience what sin the sin that's in us and so for him in reality it was as if he was walking amongst the what the dead as it was if he was walking amongst and over dirty nasty rotten stinking corpse everywhere if you can imagine that you probably can't imagine that but you could probably imagine walking amongst and up well no i take that back because it was me who was changing your diapers <laughs> it was me who was and your mother who was cleaning your little rear behind there as you did your number, is it number two? I think that's what you call it. <laughs> Come on now, are you with me? The number two, remember the number two? You to call it number two? You, can, you guys did a lot of number twos. So many number twos that the diapers, every now and then dad would get lazy, right? They want to take out the diapers, so I got this little thing, I forget what you call it. But you just stuff the diapers in there and you, you can just twist it and it just keeps stuffing them in there. And man, Lord God, I pray, I pray He'll, He'll remind me the name of those things. But anyway, those things would, after a while, you know, you, you have to take them out. If you don't take them out, those things really start to smell really bad. And they get filled and, you know, I'm stuffing these diapers in to a point where I couldn't stuff the diapers in there anymore. And, but I would open up that lid and, wow, oh, the Smell was just horrible. It was so horrible. I was just, I wanted to throw up. Even you know, like, God, you know, goodness, I can't. You know, it's just horrible. Listen, I I, I share that with you because you know what? Listen, praise our God, Amen. Praise our God that He endured that. He endured that amongst us because it was for Him. That's what it was like walking amongst us because we're so sinful. Now I've gone too far down that path, but I, I hope you understand that. Let's bring this back in here. Let's bring this bring this back, because the law of God acts as a taskmaster over us. It demands perfect obedience from us, and we can't do it though. That's, just, that's that. Listen, that's that's what I'm trying to show you. You can't do it. I can't do it. No one can do it except for one man. Jesus. I didn't say it, you said it. That's right. Tell me about Jesus. Tell me about Jesus, my grandmother would say. So now on to point number two. Because the law of God acts as a taskmaster over us, we need the Lord's covenant of grace, which releases us from his demands. Covenant of grace. What do I mean by covenant of grace? Well, let me explain to you what I mean by covenant of grace. The covenant of grace is simply this. The promise the promise of God. It's the promise of God. Grace is the is the promise of God. It's the gift of God. It is that which he gives unto us out of his love for his what People. And who are the people of God? Christians. Right? Those who are chosen by God. Amen? So, the covenant of grace. We need the covenant of grace. We need the power, the promises of God. Which is this. Since you can't do it. Since you can't obey my laws, since you continue to fail, cause since you continue to go against all my laws and my commandments, I'm gonna do it. That's right. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make this thing right. Why? Because I love you. I love you so dearly. I will not and that which I have set out to do. And what is that? To gather us. That is believers in Christ Jesus. To gather us and to make us his own. The Lord our God, listen. He's the creator. We're the what? The creator. Do you think for one moment that we can foil or spoil, I should say, spoil the plans of God
1: mm-hmm.
0: do you think that we for one moment could keep him from doing all that he has planned and purposed yeah. from all eternity to do for those whom he has he, for those whom he has chosen and loved yeah. it's impossible yeah. and that's the covenant of grace that is the promise of God when God makes a promise guess what it's going to happen. He's going to keep it. That's right. He's going to what? Make it happen.
1: He's make it happen.
0: God is what? Able to do all that he plans and purposes in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Amen. So this is the good news. This is the good news. That's why I say, and that's why it is clear, that because the law of God acts as a taskmaster over us, meaning that we can't do what the taskmaster wants us to do. We can't do what the law of God wants us to do. We need someone who can. As it were, an alien righteousness. We need a righteousness that is outside of us. We need a righteousness that only comes from who? God Himself. Amen? Amen. Alright, so now, listen. Now that we have this covenant, right? Now that we have this promise, this promise belongs to us. Say, it belongs to me. It
1: belongs to me. It
0: belongs to you.
1: It belongs to you.
0: Look at your neighbor. It belongs to you, neighbor. It
1: belongs to you, neighbor.
0: Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Then it belongs to you. Amen? Amen. So now, this releases us from the law of God. It releases us from who? The taskmaster. It says, the Lord God has said, you know what? Enough! (laughs) Enough! I'm serious now. Enough! No more. No more. You remember over in Exodus? I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of the slave drivers. And I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down in the form of a man. I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them out of the land into a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey. That is what has happened for those who are in Christ Jesus. He has come down. He has obeyed all the laws perfectly. He has done all that the Father has will and purpose from the very beginning. Praise Him. Praise Him. Amen? Amen.
1: Amen.
0: That's why I love singing that song every week. Amazing grace. Right? Amazing grace. That's right. I love it. Save the
1: wreck like me. Yes. I was lost, but now
0: I'm found was that set me free. Okay, all right, all right, all right, let's go. All right, that's good, that's good. But you know what? We kind of messed that song up. We got to work on that just a little bit, okay? But anyways, I just love that song because the message is clear. What is the message? It's the grace that is amazing. It is the grace, It is. it is amazing. Listen, when you think about it, isn't it amazing that God loves us? Even though we're sinners, even though we're we are dirty, wretched, corpse, we are rotten, we our nature is, is just terribly been been corrupted by the fall of our first parents. Amen? Amen? So that's why it's the amazing grace of God that has released us from the demands of the taskmaster. Or I like that. That the way the new in the NIV puts it, the slave drivers. Now, point number three. Everybody ready for point number
1: three?
0: Because the love of God acts as a taskmaster over us, in this covenant of grace, we are thankful for what? The obedience of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? We're we're thankful for his obedience. It's so wonderful to have obedient children and an obedient wife. I'm so thankful. Anyways, let's keep going. Out of the gratitude to the Lord our God, we desire to show our thankfulness through reflection and meditation of the promises of God. Did you hear that? Out of gratitude, right? Because that's what we're talking about here. Gratitude. Thankfulness. Gratitude. Same words. Gratitude to the Lord our God. We desire to show our thankfulness through what? Reflection and meditation of the promises of God. Now, what are... How do we do that? What am I talking about here? I'm talking about reflecting. Do you reflect, actually reflect from day to day? on oh, the grace of God. Remember the grace of God promises of God, same 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 phrase, right synonymous. Are you reflecting on that? Do you do you do you preach the gospel, actually preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to yourself? Do you actually look at yourself in the mirror and say, "You know what? Thank you. Lord God, for the active and passive obedience of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you that he has come and he has Actively, that he, he has actually lived out your law according to your will. Thank you that he done it. Because I can't. I could not ever do, ever do that. Are you thankful for his passive obedience even? Meaning that he endured the punishment that we, what? Rightly deserve. You know, he died on that cross in our place. We should have been dying on that cross. But guess what? We wouldn't be able to endure the wrath of God because all the wrath of God, as it were, was 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 released upon our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as He was upon that cross. That's why He hollered out, "Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani? My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me?" Only God could endure that kind of punishment. Himself, but he was man too. You got to remember, he was—he is man, not was, but he is man as much as he's God. So he was—he was enduring all that punishment. Oh, do you? Do you? Can you? Can you? Can you? Just kind of for a minute, relate with it, with that—that that thought to a point of where. Thank you, thank you, Lord God, thank you. That was—that was Jesus, not me. Thank you. Because I would be toast. I mean, literally. You would. You'd be toast. Non-existent. Because you can't, we can't endure. We can't endure. You know you know, one of the reasons why God allows us to go through what we're going through right now? I'm going to share with you. Listen. Those things called diamonds. Right? Remember? You know what diamonds are? Everybody know what diamonds are, right? Yes. They're pretty, aren't they? They're sparkly. They're shiny. But guess what? They don't start out like that. They start off as black coal. But over time, from the pressure of heat and all the different elements of the earth, they, they start to, to, to transform, to change into something bright and shiny. But even that, in their raw state, it has to be what? Taken by someone and chiseled away, cut cut and cut and recut and recut and cut so many times to get it to get to that point where now it's beautiful and it's shining guess what that's what God is doing with us he's he's changing us from day to day he's changing us into what the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen out of gratitude to the Lord our God we desire to act on these revelations listen lord god i pray that i not only be a hearer of your word but a what
1: Doer. Doer of your work. Out of the
0: gratitude of our Lord God, we desire to what? Obey.
1: Obey. Obey. Even
0: though we know we can't obey, we do it anyways. And if we fail, what do we do? We confess. We confess according to what? First John 1 9. Lord God. I I believe and I trust that you will forgive me and you will cleanse me of all unrighteousness for the sake of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the grace of God. The grace of God spurs us on. It spurs us on to holy living out of thankfulness unto Him. We don't do it because of, 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 of receiving glory for ourselves. We don't do it out of vain. In vain, I should say. We don't do it in vain. We do it because we trust in the power of God. We trust in the, in the acts of God. That is, that which has been revealed to us according to the scriptures. That which has been verified by many. That our Lord Jesus, he lives and he reigns. And even right now, as he's living and he's reigning in heaven. He has not left us as Orphans, as it were. For some of you, you might know what that means. For some of you, you don't have parents. Your parents have are have have left you. But you know what? The Lord our God says, you know what? I will not leave you comfortless, comfortless. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I am always there with you through thick and thin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Know this. Let us close by keeping in mind the following key points. First, because the law of God acts as a taskmaster or as a worst slave driver, I like that NIV interpretation. Over us, it demands perfect obedience from us. Amen. The kind of obedience that we in no way and no how can ever possibly do in this life as we know it. But praise God, there's hope. There's victory in Jesus. And let us not forget point number two. Because the law of God acts as a taskmaster over us, we need The Lord's covenant of grace. Which releases us from his demands. And for all those who believe. For all those who fully trust in the Lord our God. The Lord Jesus. And they confess with their mouth. That Jesus was raised from the dead. Guess what? We have the promise of God. And that promise I'm not saying the promises I'm saying the promise It's one promise Remember God is what? One God And it's so one promise That's all it took I promise I promise to bring you back Out of bondage From the taskmaster From the slave driver I promise to bring you back Out of bondage And into my loving care isn't that wonderful? That is the good news. That is the grace of God.
1: Amen.
0: You are mine. I am yours. Eternal life belongs to you. Your name is in my book. And none, no one, no way, no how will snatch you out of my grip, out of my care. Isn't that wonderful? Yes,
1: yes,
0: indeed. <laughs> you can sleep at night after after hearing something like that, can't you? I know I can. I sleep good at night because I'll be like, Lord God, I lay me down to sleep. I pray in my soul to keep. If I die, for I rise. Because I know he will. I trust that he will. Now, and let us remember point number three. Because the law of God acts as a taskmaster over us. In his covenant of grace, we are thankful for what? The obedience of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for doing that, which I can no way possibly ever do. Thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please rise for the doxology. Now to him who is able to strengthen you According to the divine revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ According to the mystery that was kept secret for a very long time But has now been disclosed And through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations According to the command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ The only wise God be glory and honor Both dominion and power both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Please enjoy the rest of the day. Greet one another. Hug one another.